Hello, I'm Rob, and welcome to this week's edition of the Black Country Talking News for the 2nd of November 2022. Hello and welcome to the Black Country Talking News, brought to you by the Cyclos charity Beacons. We are pleased to confirm that the Talking News is now available via Alexa. Once you've enabled the Talking Newspaper skill, all you need to do is play Talking Newspapers and ask for the Black Country Talking News. Our Talking News service is also available via the free Wireless for the Blind app. It can be found on the Beacon Centre website www.beaconvision.org forward slash talking hyphen news as a podcast via services such as Apple or Spotify or as a free CD simply contact Beacon Centre on 01902 we hope you enjoy this week's edition thank you very much for that with this week we have myself Rob Christine Angela Ian, Liz, Helen, Mary, Pete, the gardening guru, Anne, Mina, and of course not forgetting, Flashback Roger. In this week's edition, we have some local news of the black country, an update from Beacon, information about a new online audio description cinema service for sight loss, the quiz with Mina, news from Wolves and West Bromwich Albion, a did you know section from Flashback Roger, the weather, and to round us off, we have Beacon's November Lifestyle magazine to keep you in touch with everything happening here at Beacon. However, we have local news to start, and kicking this one off, we have Liz, Ian, Christine, but first, Angela. People have been urged to have their say over a planned £5 million revamp of Briley Hills High Street to make it as welcoming as possible. Dudley Council Chiefs are planning to make improvements to the town mainly regarding the look and feel of the area to regenerate it. These include creating a link from the high streets to the planned metro tram extension, as well as plans for more seating, planters, trees, parking and cycling facilities. Councillor Simon Phipps, Cabinet Member for Regeneration and Enterprise, said, These are very exciting proposals for Briley Hill, and I am sure will be welcomed by anyone who lives, works or visits there. It's important we look at improving town centres to make them as welcoming and accessible as possible. Funding for the project has come from the government as part of the Briley Hill High Street Heritage Action Zone and Future High Street Fund. Work is planned for next year. It's also available online at regeneratingdudley.org.uk forward slash Briley hyphen hill hyphen projects with a closing date of november the 28th political and business leaders from the region are heading to india in a bid to bolster trade links between the country and the west midlands the trade mission which will be led by west midlands mayor andy street will visit chennai hyderabad mumbai and delhi with the aim of promoting business opportunities It will see potential partnerships explored in areas including digital technologies, low-carbon mobility and data-driven healthcare. 
It comes as talks continue over the UK-India post-Brexit free trade deal, which ministers hope to sign off in the coming days. The delegation also includes Wolverhampton Council leader Ian Brookfield, senior representatives from the Department for International Trade and the University of Birmingham. On the mission, which starts on November the 6th, delegates will meet representatives from firms including Tata Group, motorcycle manufacturer TVS, automotive manufacturing group Mahindra and Mahindra, and low-carbon transport manufacturer Switch Mobility. Levelling up plans for the West Midlands have been left in limbo due to government paralysis, Andy Street said. In a direct plea to new Prime Minister Rishi Sunak, the West Midlands mayor called for more powers on a local level to end the region's dependency on London funding. He said the current system had created a bottleneck for decision-making and reiterated his long-standing call for greater devolution to the regions. Mr Street said he had been through four Prime Ministers in five years since taking office. He urged Mr Sunak to reach out to the regions to spur growth. He also called on the new PM to honour the West Midlands Trailblazer devolution deal negotiated when Boris Johnson was in number 10, to allow greater powers over homes, education and careers. He said a bid for cash to build more affordable homes on brownfield land remains stuck after months of negotiations, while plans for investment zones still had no guarantee of the 25-year business rate growth retention needed to make them work. These are practical steps to make a real, tangible difference to people's lives, but have got stuck without urgency in the Westminster machine, he added. I've no doubt the new government will address them, but the fundamental point is, are they really decisions that need to be taken at a national level? They are local decisions that can and should be taken in the West Midlands. Mr Street also called on the PM to unite the whole country by embracing the levelling up agenda. The Prime Minister has inherited the 2019 mandate, he said, and now his government has to deliver on the levelling up promise. Residents opposing a permanent traveller site in Cosley say they have been completely ignored by Dudley Council. The site on Budden Road could be made permanent under new plans submitted last week. Dudley Council says the Budden Road site has proved to be a success with a drop in the number of illegal encampments across the borough since it opened. But residents living close to the site have hit back, claiming their opposition to the site has been completely ignored since day one. Furthermore, residents have raised concerns about antisocial behaviour and excessive noise at the site. The Budden Road camp also sits on a previous landfill site and residents and councillors have raised concerns over contamination. In a statement, Dudley Council has said they ensured the site was safe before allowing travellers to move in. The council said, We have always been clear the site was very much needed to tackle the number of illegal encampments we were having in the borough and the cost to the taxpayer in moving them. Up next, we hear from Helen, who of course has for us the Beacon Update. Hi everyone, it's Helen from Beacon, back with your weekly update. Now, first up, I hate to say the word, but have you thought about Christmas? Because, well, 
depending on exactly when you're listening to this update. Christmas may well be next month. Yep, we're almost in November. We've got some fantastic festive events coming up over the next few weeks at Beacon. From our Santa Run and our Children's Grotto to a poignant forget-me-not service and community Christmas lunches, there's something for everyone and we'd love for you to join us. Find out more on our website www.beaconvision.org forward slash Christmas hyphen 2022 or you can also give us a ring on 01902 And in case you'd like to find out a little bit more about our festive feast Christmas menu, well, we'll be serving up on selected dates in December. That's the 13th, 15th, 20th, 21st and 22nd for just £22 per person, including live entertainment. You'll get a welcome drink, a choice of carrot and coriander soup or duck and orange pate for starter, a choice of turkey, beef or salmon served with seasonal vegetables, roast potatoes and pigs in blankets for mains. There is a veggie option too, that's Spice Vegetable Wellington. And then for dessert, you'll have your pick between Christmas pudding and trifles served with custard or cream. And to finish off, if you can fit anything else in after all that, you'll have tea, coffee, mince pies and a mint chocolate. Well, sounds yummy to me. To book, give us a call. It's 01902-880-111. Now, come bounce with Beacon. Yep, from a trampoline session to a trip to the Black Country Living Museum, we've got a host of activities planned in our outdoor programme during November. We're also launching a new spinning class for those who want to get fit. If you'd like to find out more, book your place. You can head to our website, www.beaconvision.org forward slash what hyphen on hyphen November hyphen 2022. Or if it's easier, just call us 01902 Lastly, this week, if you've been celebrating Diwali recently, we just wanted to say that we hope that the Festival of Light has brought you peace, love, happiness, and of course, prosperity. That's it for this week. I'll be back again soon. Cheers that update, Helen. Up now, we're our next block of local news. And starting this one off, we first hear Christine. The second of two new cycle routes has been launched in Wolverhampton. The new cycle path forms the first section of a dedicated cycling route which will run along the A4124 Wensfield Road. It begins at Lock Street, continues past the nearby University of Wolverhampton Springfield campus and ends at Lincoln Street where it joins an existing cycle path. The path is separate from both motor traffic and pedestrians for most of its length and pedestrian crossings along the route have also been modified to allow for cyclists as well as pedestrians. It was officially launched by Commonwealth Games gold medalist Hugh Porter MBE, Councillor Steve Evans, Wolverhampton Council's Cabinet Member for City Environment and Climate Change, Adam Trantner, West Midland Cycling and Walking Commissioner and Councillor Lynn Moran, Chair of Wolverhampton Cycle Forum. Further development will see the path continue out to Wensfield Way, where it will join an existing cycle route leading to New Cross Hospital, Bentley Bridge and towards Wensfield Village. When this work is completed, there will be a safe cycling route of more than 3.5 kilometres, 
2.25 miles along one of Wolverhampton's busiest roads. The total cost of the works is £2.6 million, which has been secured by Wolverhampton Council and West Midlands Combined Authority from the government's Active Travel Fund. Wolverhampton is one of the hardest places in the UK to pass a driving test, new research has found. The city has the eighth lowest pass rate, just 36.7%, compared to 87.1% in Loch Arbor, Scotland, which has the highest pass rate. Sutton Coalfield and King's Standing, both in Birmingham, are both in the top 10 lowest pass rates, making the West Midlands as a whole a tough place to pass a test. Despite the number of tests taken rising by 252% to 1.5 million, nearing a return to pre-pandemic levels, there has been a noticeable increase in the failure rates of tests too. James Armstrong, CEO of Learner Driver Insurer Vago, said there are dramatic differences in pass rates across areas of the UK. London, Birmingham and Wolverhampton have been the most difficult places for learners to pass a test in the last year, with test centres in those areas both featuring heavily in the lowest pass rate list. This in part may be due to the busy city locations and more users on the road at the time of the tests than the quieter Scottish locations. Meanwhile, new speed restrictions have been brought in on a number of Wolverhampton roads. A 30 mile an hour speed limit has been implemented on sections of Stafford Road, Penn Road, Birmingham Road, Cannock Road, Dudley Road and Grove Street. The new limit on Penn Road runs from the Ring Road to its junction with Marston Road and Oakland's Drive. A waste tip set up for residents in the north of a black country borough has been judged a success. The pop-up waste tip at Lister Road in Dudley gave residents in North Dudley a chance to dispose of household waste and recycling. It comes after access to Anchor Lane in Bilston was denied to Dudley residents after Dudley Council and Wolverhampton Council, who operate the tip, failed to agree a deal. Dudley Council this month unveiled a monthly mobile collection scheme to help people in the north of the borough recycle unwanted items. Following some concerns by residents, it has now been confirmed that the pop-up tips will allow mattresses and household furniture. Kingsminford Councillor Shaz Salim, Cabinet Member for Public Realm at Dudley Council, helped to set up the tip and said that while it had been a massive success, he still wanted to address questions about the tip for future events. Councillor Salim said that 40% of those attending were from Coesley and 30% from Sedgley and spoke about how the new venture would boost Dudley's capacity to be efficient in its overall recycling goal. Places must be booked in advance and opening is on the third Saturday of every month from 8am to 3.30pm. A black country comedy legend has dedicated his new children's book to staff at the library that he joined as a boy. Sir Lenny Henry was enrolled at Dudley Library on St James's Road by his auntie Pearl. Both his auntie and the staff share the dedication which highlights the importance they had on him as after joining the library he became a voracious reader. A signed copy of The Book of Legends has been donated to the library and is further inscribed with the words To everyone at Dudley Library, you are responsible for all of this. Big love and thanks, Lenny Henry. 
The Book of Legends, written for an audience of age eight and older, is the story of Bran and his sister Fran, whose mum is a storyteller at a local bookshop. When she goes missing, the pair discover that her stories are a portal to another world. The story is an epic, fast-paced book that sees the pair set off on an adventure quest to a magical kingdom where they meet all sorts of characters such as elves, wizards and fairies. Seleni said he is passionate about making sure all children see people like them in his stories and so his children's books feature characters from different backgrounds with different ethnicities and physical appearances. Commenting on the dedication, Sharon Whitehouse, Dudley Library's manager, said, On behalf of all the staff, I would like to say that we are truly delighted to have had this dedication bestowed upon us. Introducing children to the wonderful world of literature is our greatest joy, and we always hope to make an impact. That we have empowered someone to become an author is simply wonderful. We are justly proud and grateful to Seleni Henry for his kind words. The Book of Legends has launched during Black History Month, which all the libraries in Dudley are celebrating. Copies are available for members to borrow at all 13 Dudley libraries. Now it's time to test your knowledge, as we have the quiz questions for this edition, and they're brought to us by Mina. Hello and welcome to this week's Flashback Quiz. All the answers you need can be found later in Flashback Rogers' Did You Know feature. But for now, here are your questions. Are you ready? Question 1. In what year was the law about having to have a bonfire each November the 5th changed? Question 2. Who was the first monarch to host a firework display? Question 3. Where is Guy Fawkes' lantern on display? Question 4. Who traditionally patrol the Houses of Parliament guarding against explosives? Question 5. How much gunpowder was stashed under Parliament? And finally, question 6. What was the weight of Japan's heaviest firework? As always, I'll be back to reveal the answer later in the show. But for now, good luck. Cheers for those questions, Mina. I'll get my mind working on those. Up now, however, it's another block of local news. And starting this one, it's Ian. Stourbridge's own Jude Bellingham has donated a signed shirt to help raise money for a project to honour Dudley footballing legend Duncan Edwards. The 19-year-old, who plays for German side Borussia Dortmund, donated his top to back the Follow England Stars Peace Field project based at the Dell Stadium. It aims to honour the legacy of the former Manchester United midfielder, who died aged 21 as a result of injuries sustained in the 1958 Munich air crash. Part of this will see the Dell Stadium in Briley Hill, which will be declared the Duncan Edwards Peace Field on November the 11th, twinned with the Flanders Peacefield in Mason, Belgium, made famous in the week leading up to Christmas 1914, when German, British and Allied soldiers stopped fighting to sing festive songs. On Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, some ventured into no man's land to exchange gifts and to play games of football. 
Today the truce is remembered as a symbolic moment of peace and humanity. It is part of an initiative by the National Children's Football Alliance, which has seen 39 peace pitches created across countries across five continents, including the USA, Argentina, Ghana, Israel and Australia. The signed shirt will be among many items on show at the Memories and Memorabilia Football Fair at the Copthorne Hotel in Dudley on November the 13th. Admission costs £10, which includes free autographs and photographs with guest players who will pose with visitors holding full-size replicas of the FA Cup, the European Cup and the World Cup trophy. Children aged under 16 will be admitted free. Guests will include Aston Villa's 1982 European Cup winning captain Dennis Mortimer, Coventry City 1987 FA Cup winner Dave Bennett, West Bromwich Albion striker Bob Taylor, plus cartoon legend Roy of the Rovers with his creator, artist Paul Trevilian. A black country pub at risk of closure is among the new entries in the latest edition of a prestigious beer guide. The Old Swan in Netherton, Dudley, known as Marpardo's, is one of 75 new entries in the 2023 Good Beer Guide launched today. This week, Marpardo's licensee, Tim Newey, warned that the historic pub could close by Christmas if its fortunes did not improve. The guide describes Pardo's as a nationally important pub that attracts customers from near and far. The 50th edition of the guide, produced by the Campaign for Real Ale Camera, features a total of 387 pubs which it has judged to be the best in the region. The latest edition continues to reflect the growing trend for micro-pubs, small specialist bars often opening in former shop premises, with a number of such venues appearing for the first time. The Guide to West Midlands launch was held at the Great Western in Wolverhampton, a previous Cameron National Pub of the Year. It returns to the 2023 Guide after missing out last year. Also new to the Guide is the Swan in Brettle Lane, Amblecote, Penn's Ale in the Penn's Net area of Briley Hill. This is another new entry, typical of the increasing number of micro-pubs which feature in the guide. Blackheath has two new entries for 2023, both in Hells Owen Street. The Britannia is a J.D. Weatherspoons pub, offering six changing beers alongside three permanent brews, while Cider and Cobb is a micro-pub which opened last year. The Jolly Crispin in the Upper Gornal area of Dudley, which was taken over by the Red Pub Company last year, also enters the latest guide, along with the Bridge Inn and the Cottage in Kings Rimford. The King Edward VII, next to Hales Owen Town Football Ground, is also new for 2023, along with the Peaky Blinders-themed Garrison Saloon Bar at the waterfront in Briley Hill. The guide notes that while four new breweries have opened in the West Midlands over the past year, including Dudley-based Cult of Oak, the region has seen 13 closures, with 130 breweries remaining. Christmas has come early for the regulars of a Hales Owen pub, which is in line for a £410,000 upgrade. The hunting tree on Alexandra Road, Hales Owen, is to have a £410,000 major upgrade and a permanent landlady for the first time in seven years. The rundown pub 
which has had a series of temporary managers, closed at the end of September and is now set to reopen at the end of November in time for the festive season. Heineken-owned star pubs and bars interior and exterior overhaul of the Hunting Tree is intended to create a community pub serving the Hunting Tree and Hasbury residential areas. Meanwhile, Black Country Ales has bought a pub in Rowley Regis. Refurbishment work on the Old Bush Revived in Pauk Lane has already begun. The King's Winford-based brewery and pubs business has yet to announce an opening date for the pub. The current building dates from 1906 and there has been a pub on the site for nearly 200 years. Black Country Ales is asking for people with information about the history of the Old Bush Revived to contact them. It is also recruiting managers for its chain of 46 pubs across the Black Country. Black Country Ales is also celebrating after having 23 pubs listed in the 2023 Good Beer Guide. The guide, produced by the Campaign for Real Ale, is affectionately known as the Beer Lover's Bible. Black Country Ales was founded in 1992 and now has 47 pubs in Walsall, Dudley, Wolverhampton, Birmingham, Sandwell and Worcestershire. Railway stations could be built, lines could be reopened and more services introduced to London under major plans to create a rail revolution in the region. Transport bosses have unveiled their vision to develop the network up to 2050, with a string of projects being proposed as the sector bounces back from Covid. It comes as rail travel across the West Midlands is expected to increase two-thirds over the period, with pre-pandemic levels of passengers returning by 2026. Under plans, more services between London and Shrewsbury through Wolverhampton, whilst Birmingham to Crewe services will be routed via Walsall. It will call at Darleston and Willenhall stations, set to open in 2024, whilst longer trains will be introduced en routes to Stourbridge, Kidderminster and Worcester. More drastic proposals would see routes between Warsaw and Lichfield reopened and a potential for a rail tunnel underneath Birmingham city centre to link stations. Between 2026 and 2031, there is hope for an hourly service between London and Shrewsbury, as well as brand new stations at Tettenhall and Shrewsbury Parkway and new services between the Chase Line and Wolverhampton between 2040 and 2050, as well as a new link to Ironbridge. The draft strategy has been led by the West Midlands Rail Executive and developed with rail industry partners including Midlands Connect and the Department for Transport, with businesses and people being asked to have their say. A final draft will later be presented to transport chiefs for approval. More local news to follow? But now we have news of a recently launched audio description cinema service, especially for people with sight loss. TNF Soundings Features from across the UK Hello, this is Anne with an article from the website Thomas Pocklington Trust 
world first online cinema focused on audio. My Sound Cinema, a new video on demand platform dedicated to audio described film, launched on 30th September 2022. The new service, believed to be a world first, is focused on giving blind and partially sighted film lovers the opportunity to enjoy movies in an accessible online environment via a single site with audio description screenings of new and existing cinema releases. Thomas Pocklington Trust has been working with MySound Cinema to support the launch as part of their campaign to increase awareness of and availability of audio description services. Mike Bell, Head of Public Affairs and Campaigns at TPT, said... More and more audio description is available to make film and TV accessible to people with a visual impairment, but it is often hard to find or not available through on-demand services. We welcome the launch of My Sound Cinema as an option for blind and partially sighted people to access audio-described movies. At the moment, there is no requirement for on-demand video providers to make audio description available, even though in the vast majority of cases, the original cinema screening of a movie will have included it. This is something we want to change so that more content has audio description on release and through all on-demand services. In the meantime, My Sound Cinema does help to fill that gap and improve the experience of visually impaired viewers and we are pleased to have worked with them on this project. You can find out more about My Sound Cinema on their website, tnflink.uk slash 11b. That's tnflink.uk slash 11b. TNF Soundings. Coming up next on this week's edition of the Black Country Talking News, we have another block of local news. And starting this one off, we first hear from Liz. A Wolverhampton Animal Rescue Centre is hoping to find a lifelong foster home for their cat Jolene so they can continue to pay for her vet bills. Jolene was born with hip and leg deformities and will need physiotherapy for the rest of her life. Therefore, Wings and Paws Rescue is looking for a long-term foster home for Jolene, meaning the adorable cat will still be under their care and the rescue can foot the costly vet bills. Sadly, there have been no suitable applications for her so far. Gemma from Wings and Paws Rescue said, Our super Jolene is still looking for the right long-term foster home. Jolene is just 12 months old and was born with severely deformed back, hips and legs. And her back legs could worsen over time. She's such a trooper though and this has never stopped her being the playful, loving, friendly little girl she is. Under medical advice, it was decided that an operation on her legs was not in her best interest and wouldn't help her. So she's been undergoing physio to strengthen her little legs. Jolene's family will need to continue her ongoing monthly physiotherapy appointments and take her to any future vet appointments, which will all be paid for by the rescue. 
She will also need help from her daily physio exercises. Gemma said, If you think you have what it takes to offer Jolene the perfect home, then please drop us a message and tell us why we should entrust our little treasure into your care. Jolene must remain an indoor-only cat and cannot be rehomed in a home with a child under six years old. The young cat has been spayed, chipped and vaccinated and if entering a home with another cat, it must be neutered. To inquire about Jolene, email wingsandpawsrescue at gmail.com or contact the rescue on wingsandpawsrescue.com or via their Facebook page. A new initiative designed to provide a warm welcome and help residents beat the cold and soaring bills has officially launched across the city. Wolverhampton Council threw its doors open across the city last week as it launched its Warm Spaces scheme to help residents beat the cold and soaring bills this winter, as well as somewhere to charge devices, connect to Wi-Fi and get a hot drink. Leader of Wolverhampton Council, Councillor Ian Brookfield, launched the scheme at the Big Venture Centre in Chesterton Road, one of more than 30 designated warm spaces initially across the city. The Big Venture Centre is part of the WV10 Consortium, which the Council supports and helps to fund to empower grassroots community groups to work together to deliver services and support to local people, improving quality of life, health and well-being. Other centres across Wolverhampton offering warm spaces include the Bob Jones Community Centre in Blakenhall. The centre, named in honour of the late councillor and police and crime commissioner, offers a vibrant cafe with hot and cold drinks and a range of food. Other warm spaces venues are Ashmore Park Community Hub and Library, Bilston Community Centre, Bilston Library, Bradmore Community Centre, Central Library, Dunstall Community Centre, Eastfield Community Centre, East Park Library, Long Knoll Community Hub and Library, Low Hill Community Hub, Low Hill Library, Lunt Community Centre, Penderford Community Hub and Library, Penn Library, Springvale Library, Tettenhall Community Centre, Wensfield Community Hub and Library, Whitmore Reins Library. Adama Traore made two Young Wolves fans year after accepting their challenge of a race in Wombourne Sainsbury's car park. Traore, who is regarded as one of the fastest footballers in the world, shocked the boys by agreeing to race to the blue car at the end of the car park. The Spanish international, who has a FIFA 22 pace rating of 96, predictably won the contest, but in doing so made two young supporters' dreams come true. Wolves fan Daryl Smith, who is the chairman of Womborne All-Stars, posted the clip on Twitter of his son and cousin racing the winger after training. Despite losing the race, the youngsters can be heard screaming, Yes, Adama! Yes, Adama! as they try to chase down the speedster. It's been a poor start to the season for Wolves on the pitch. However, Traore has been one of the few shining lights of an otherwise poor start to the campaign. The 26-year-old will be hoping to make the Spain squad for next month's World Cup in Qatar. The home of Greyhound Racing in Wolverhampton is hoping for a busy end to the year 
after boosting his presence with a brand new stadium sign. Monmore Green, also known as the Ladbrook Stadium, will now be more visible to rail users passing through the city, having updated its tower block with a striking bright red logo. The move comes as the track, also home to Wolves Speedway and first opened in 1928, gears up for an exciting final couple of months of 2022. Monmore recently hosted a Wear It Pink evening, raising funds for breast cancer, with more charity events and various themed nights of greyhound racing planned over the festive period. Stadium manager Paul Mason said, We are delighted to have the new stadium sign in place while we aim to continue to provide an excellent night out for customers as we see out the year. The past 12 months have seen us make strong progress after the impacts of COVID-19 and the new tower sign brings a much welcome fresh look to the track. We hope those visiting us on Thursdays and Saturdays for our thrilling nights of greyhound racing will enjoy their visits as we look to end 2022 in style. Monmore's Wear It Pink Night on Thursday, October 20th saw it pledge a £500 donation to breast cancer while collection buckets were also in place at the trap. Up now, it's trivia time, brought to us by Flashback Roger and his Did You Know feature. Hello everyone, I'm here again after avoiding the witch's curse on Halloween and ready for bonfire night on Saturday. Do you remember the rhyme about old Guy Fawkes? Remember, remember the 5th of November gunpowder treason and plot? I'm sure some do, but here are a few things about bonfire night that I wasn't aware of. So here goes. I'll light the fuse and stand well back. Now then, did you know that? Up until 1959, it was actually illegal not to have a bonfire and burn Guy Fawkes' effigy on November the 5th each year. However, during World War I and World War II, it was illegal to have bonfires during the country's air raid precautions. And the first person to host a firework display was our King Henry VII in 1486, on the occasion of his wedding which joined the warring houses of York and Lancaster. Then, much later, Queen Elizabeth I was the first one of the best firework maker in the country, giving him the title of Firemaster of England. And if you'd like to see the lantern that was being carried by Guy Fawkes when he was caught, then pop along to the Ashmolean Museum in Oxford, where it's displayed after being given to the city by Robert Hayward. And talk about security. The Houses of Parliament are regularly searched by the Yeomen of the Guard to make sure that there are no more attempts to blow it up. It's an essential tradition that has taken place ever since the infamous gunpowder plot of 1605 of Guy Fawkes and Company. There was actually 2,500 kilos of gunpowder ready to be exploded under, under Parliament. If it had been successful, the whole of Westminster Hall and Westminster Abbey would have been destroyed. Ironically, the cellar beneath Parliament where the gunpowder was stashed was destroyed by a fire in 1834. 
and the most fireworks ever used was in Norway when over 540,000 fireworks were used in a display which lasted one and a half hours. But the price for the biggest firework goes to Japan who created a 460 kilo whopper in 2014. It created a huge aerial explosion of many colours, 80 metres in diameter. Well there you go then. There's more to bonfire night than a few sparklers and a skyrocket, but with the prices these days, I think that's all I might buy. On reflection though, I think I'll stick to looking at the neighbours party through the windows and stay nice and warm indoors with a jacket spud and a hot dog. In road up I'm off. So I wish you well, keep warm, keep safe, and look after your pets on bonfire night. Bye for now, ta-ra a bit, ta-ra! Up now, we had to hit what the webfast in store for us. Brought to us as always by Mina. The weather for this week ahead is going to be mainly showers without much sunshine. Temperatures for the week will be typically hovering around 12 degrees. UV levels are expected to be low throughout the week. The sunrise and sunset times are 7.10am for the sunrise and the start of the week 16.23pm for the sunset by the end of the week. For Friday 4th of November we have light cloud and a moderate breeze with a maximum temperature of 12 degrees. Moving on to bonfire night on Saturday 5th of November, we have light rain and a moderate breeze with a maximum temperature of 12 degrees. On Sunday 6th of November, we have light rain showers and a gentle breeze with a maximum temperature of 12 degrees. For Monday 7th of November through to Wednesday 9th of November, we have light rain and a gentle breeze with a maximum temperature of 12 degrees. And for Thursday 10th of November, it's light rain and a gentle breeze, again with a maximum temperature of 12 degrees. So, that's your forecast for this week. As always, enjoy the weather. Cheers for that weather update, Mina. Up now, it's time to find out how our local football teams have been getting on. Hello, I'm Ian and here's your latest football news. Wolves interim coach Steve Davis felt a point was a fair reflection of the game as Wolves fought back to earn a one-all draw at Brentford. A Ruben Neves strike just two minutes after Ben Mee's opener rescued a point for a Wolves side in need of a result. Reflecting after the game, Davis felt his side could have done more to defend Brentford's goal but was pleased with the reaction. Neves' strike rounded off a superb performance from the captain. Wolves did suffer a late blow, however, when Diego Costa was handed a deserved straight red card for an unnecessary headbutt on me. Costa will now miss the Premier League games with Brighton and Arsenal, as well as the Carabao Cup clash with Leeds. He will return for Wolves after the World Cup on December the 20th or 21st if they get through in the Cup, or on Boxing Day away at Everton in the league. Meanwhile, Davis said Mateus Nunes will need to be assessed after his first half injury. The midfielder, who was struggling to have an impact on the game, suffered a knock to his shoulder, but tried to play on through the pain. He was eventually taken off in the 40th minute. 
New West Bromwich Albion coach Carlos Corberan saw signs of battle in Albion amid defeat as he called for patience from fans in turning things around. Albion fell to another home loss in the new head coach's first game in charge as Sheffield United prevailed comfortable 2-0 winners. The defeat sent the Baggies down a position to the foot of the championship table after just two wins from 17. Asked what positives he saw from his side, Corberan said, I think the team attacked better in the second half and sometimes the result helps to create that. The mentality was good. In any moment they didn't give up. I know many people will have seen the situation here, but I need to see it. He added, So I know it can be frustrating for our fans because they have watched these games many times before. The only thing I will do is try my best to change this feeling into a positive one. I will decide one way to work and we will go that way in any circumstance. When the result is good, this way is easy to believe. When the results are not good, it's hard to believe. We need to start with a high level of a strong mentality. Corberan's second game in charge was against Blackpool at the Hawthorns on Tuesday evening. Have you done any good at the quiz this week? Well, now's the time to find out, as we have the quiz answers. Hello, and here are your answers for this week's flashback quiz. Are you ready? Question one. In what year was the law about having to have a bonfire each November the 5th changed? And the answer here is 1959. Question two. Who was the first monarch to host a firework display? And the answer, King Henry VII. Question three. Where is Guy Fawkes' lantern on display? And the answer here is... The Asmolean Museum, Oxford. Question 4. Who traditionally patrol the Houses of Parliament guarding against explosives? And the answer here is Yeoman of the Guard. Question 5. How much gunpowder was slashed under Parliament? And the answer here is 2,500 kilos. And finally, question six. What was the weight of Japan's heaviest firework? And the answer, 460 kilos. So, how did you do? Great, I hope. But if not, there's always another chance to have a go next week. Bye for now. Just for those answers, Mina. Now we have Beacon's November Lifestyle Newsletter with news of all the activities coming up at Beacon. And starting this, we first hear Mary. Hello and welcome to November's newsletter. I hope you are all good. Can I just say thank you so much to everyone who contacted me and shared their crafty hobbies with me. We really have some talented beacon dudes out there. On the front page, as well as the writing, we've got two beautiful pictures. Uh, one's from Martin, who sent me a beautiful tree um, picture. And all the trees are beautiful in green and red and browns and it's just such a mixture of colours with a beautiful blue sky as well and also we've got a picture of Barbara's uh, wool artwork absolutely amazing absolutely amazing uh, can I just thank you so much for making me feel so welcome I can't believe I've been here five months five months I've met some truly wonderful people 
Um, we have a couple of new activities from November, so I really hope it perks your interest. If not, contact me. What would you like to see us putting on? We are always open to ideas. As we head towards winter and the dark nights, please check on your neighbours. Even having a five-minute conversation with someone can really make a difference. Just remember, please keep talking and please remember how wonderful you are. See you soon. Bye. Now here are a few little notes and reminders about our Sedgley and Stourbridge Lifestyle Centres. Our Sedgley Centre is open Tuesdays, Wednesdays and Thursdays, 10am to 3pm. We also have monthly coffee mornings. We do fun activities such as pottery, sewing, arts and crafts, quizzes and much more besides. Why not contact Kim or Sally for more information? We can't wait to meet you. Just call 01902 880 And our Stourbridge Centre is open Tuesdays 10am to 3pm and Thursday 9am to 2pm. Why not join us? We'd love to see you. Contact Dawn for more information. Simply call 01902 880 And don't forget, Beacon can provide transport to and from both centres if required. What's on this month? Swimming. Private lane swimming at the Burt Williams Centre. This takes place on Wednesday the 9th of November, 11am till 12 and Monday the 28th of November, 11am till 12. All abilities welcome. The session will be cancelled if not enough people book. The trip cost is £5 invoiced by Beacon and the minibus cost is £5. Departs at 10.10am, Beacon to Bilston and back at 1.30pm. Lockers are a pound or a trolley coin. Gentle movement class. Gentle seated or standing class, working the whole body. £4.50 per session. Fun, friendly class to music. Limited places. Wednesday the 23rd of November, 10.30am to 11.30am in the gym at Sedgley. And also, did you know we have a running guide? We have a trained volunteer running guide who would love to support you. Do you want to start running? Do you want to get fit or perhaps even train for a 5k? Get in touch. Email mary at mspiers at beaconvision.org. Trips taking place this month. On Thursday 3rd of November, we're trampolining. Are you ready to bounce and release your inner child? We're going to Stourbridge to their indoor trampoline park, foam pit and inflatable obstacle course. Why not join us? Limited places. Boeing Zone Trampoline Park, Stourbridge, 12 to 1pm. Lockers are £1 and you'll be required to sign a waiver. Trip cost? £11.50. Pay at Boeing Zone. Minibus cost? £5. Depart at 11am, beacon to Boeing Zone. Return journey at 1.15pm and back for 215 as always, all activities must be booked in advance. Simply call 01902 880 111. On Monday 14th of November, we have a trip to Merry Hill. Time to start Christmas shopping? Well, why not join us for a trip to Merry Hill Shopping Centre? This is an independent trip and you'll be free to browse endless shops, refuel at the food outlets, all indoors. If you feel you need support, friends and family are welcome. We have limited guides available. 
Meeting at the Argos and Marks and Spencer entrance at 10am, Mary Hill Centre. Ship costs free. Minibus cost £5. Departing at 9.30am, Beacon to Merry Hill. Return journey from Merry Hill at 1.30pm, back for two. To book, call 01902 880 Please also note, from the 1st of October, any no-shows on booked activities will be charged the cost of the activity and transport unless you have cancelled with us within 48 hours notice, as many of our activities and trips have waiting lists. What's on this month? Heritage Walk in the Black Country Living Museum. We've been invited on our very own Heritage Walk around parts of the Black Country Museum with our own guide on Friday the 25th of November. You will still be able to take it at your own pace. Volunteer guides are available. We will be finishing at their brand new cafe. Parking is available at Rolf Street Car Park. We are meeting outside the new visitor centre. Trip costs £19.99. This is an unchained pass. You get access to the museum for 12 months free of charge. Minibus cost £5. Depart at 10.15am, beacon to the Black Country Living Museum and back at 1.30pm. Weather permitting. Ten Pin Bowling, Castlegate, Dudley. Book for bowling on Friday the 18th of November at 11am. All abilities welcome, friendly and fun atmosphere. Trips cost £6.45 for two games, pay at the bowling alley. Minibus cost £5. Depart at 10.30am, Beacon to Castlegate and back at 2pm. Spinning. Brand new to Beacon, we are now offering spin classes. With tandem being seasonal, we thought we would offer a spin session. Why sit on your own bike by yourself when you can join other people and even get to choose the music yourself? Led by a qualified instructor who will show you how to use the bike, gears, different positions and motivate you to spin, sweat and sing. And yes, Mary is your crazy instructor. Minimum numbers required. Taking place at Central Baths, Wolverhampton, 11am till 12 on Tuesday the 8th of November and Monday the 21st of November. Trip cost £5, invoiced by Beacon. Minibus cost £5. Depart at 10.30am Beacon to Central and back at 12.30pm. All activities must be booked in advance. Simply call 01902 880 As we head into late autumn and winter, we'll be pausing all tandem bike rounds until the spring due to the unpredictable weather conditions. However, We'd like to say thank you so much to all our wonderful volunteers, tandem leaders and front bikers for all the support and help you have given to us and the service users. You are all amazing and tandem wouldn't be able to run without you. So thanks to Derek, Clive, Paul and Dave. We'll be back in the spring. However, in the meantime, why not try spinning instead and keep on pedalling? Beacon Book Club. 
The Beacon Book Club will be starting in February 2023. Are you interested? What books would you like to read and discuss? Crime? Romance? Fact? Fiction? We will meet once a month at the Beacon Centre to discuss the latest book we have read over a cup and cake. All books will be available in large print or audio. Please contact Mary to register your interest, preferred reading material and reading format. You can do this by emailing mspears at beaconvision.org or of course you can call 01902 880 111. Hiya! Every month you will get to learn about a member of staff who works for Beacon. This month we have Alex and she works in the coffee bar at Sedgley. Hi, I'm Alex. I have worked for Beacon for 12 months and I'm a bar assistant in the coffee bar based at Beacon Court and I work both in the day and during the night. I love my job and especially love all the people I meet every day. Past jobs I have had included working in a factory, a cleaner and working for the Rail Mail. Beacon is by far my favourite job role though. It is such a nice, friendly place and I feel so comfortable. Outside of work, I spend a lot of time with my daughter, who keeps me very busy. I enjoy going to the gym, walking, boxing and baking. We offer a variety of drinks, snacks and refreshments at the bar, so why don't you pop in and say hello to me and treat yourself? Please just make sure you check the opening hours. At the minute, we are open Monday 6 till 9, Tuesday 10 till 1.45, Wednesday 10 till 1.45, Thursday 10 till 1.45 and Friday 10 till 1.45 and 6 till 9. Hope to see you soon. Bye. Well, I guess it's that time of year again where you may be thinking about next year's calendars and diaries. Well, Beacon are now taking orders for 2023 large print calendars and diaries. So they range, well, the diaries range from A6 size, sort of pocket diaries, right the way through to A4 diaries. And there's even an A4 jumbo diary with extra pages in, so a bit more space. Nice and clear, big and bold text, so easier to see. There are also 2023 calendars available now. A3 portrait calendars and A3 landscape calendars too. So if you would like to order your 2023 large print calendars and diaries for next year, Beacon are now taking orders. So give us a call on 01902 880 and ask for a site loss advisor. That's 01902 880 here are a few Christmas days for your diaries. On Sunday the 4th of December we have our annual Santa run. Join us at West Park Wolverhampton for a festive fun run suitable for the whole family all in aid of the Beacon Centre. The price is £10 for adults, £5 for children with under fives free. Also on Sunday the 4th of December we have Santa's Grotto. News for 2022, come and meet Santa at our Beacon Grotto. Each child will receive a small gift, and whilst they wait their turn, they will have the opportunity to write a Christmas wish list and make a bag of magical reindeer food ready for Christmas Eve. The price is just £5 per child. 
On Thursday the 8th of December we have the Forget-Me-Not Tree Service. Join us for a beautiful seasonal service of remembrance in honour of our loved ones who have gone but never forgotten. A special evening of live music and the official lighting of the beacon Christmas tree. The price is free but donations are welcomed. And on the 13th, 14th, 15th, 20th, 21st and 22nd of December we have Christmas lunches. A homemade three-course festive menu served in our Beacon restaurant. The perfect daytime festival get-together for groups of friends to enjoy, whilst also raising money for Beacon. The prices start from just £22 per person. Hello there, it's your gardening guru speaking about the latest update for November. Okay. Autumn tidy up is the main thing to be done, clearing up fallen leaves off lawns and beds and composting. Raise pots which you want to keep outdoors for the winter by using pot feet to prevent waterlogging. Roses ought to be lightly pruned to prevent wind rock. Tidy up perennials, lift and divide if, if they're getting too large. And it's time to carry on harvesting your carrots, brassicas, celeriac and swede. Plant bare-rooted roses which can be bought cheaply at this time of the year, fruit trees, e.g. raspberries, and it's also time to plant your winter bedding if you want pansies, primulas, violas, etc. There's still time to sow tulips in beds or pots until December, and it's a classical time to sow broad beans, aquadults or superaquadults is a special variety which overwinters well. And by the way, don't forget to feed the birds. The pictures today include one of my large begonias, some dahlias in the vase, a coleus and a super gloxinia. That's it for this month. Any questions you have, don't hesitate to email Mary. VIP group. We're a group of working aged people and or people who live independently with sight loss that meet once a month for a social gathering. We are a friendly bunch that like to try new activities, build friendships and encourage others to live life to the full. November is a double whammy for the VIP group as we have two activities booked for you. On Wednesday 23rd November, 6pm to 8pm, we have a first aid awareness session tailored especially for the Beacon VIP members. Topics covered include the recovery position, bleeds, strokes, shock, primary survey, patient care and communication and CPR. Limited spaces. To book, call 01902 880 Next up, on Wednesday the 30th of November from 2pm to 4pm, we have a bell ringing concert. Come along to a bell ringing concert in the coffee bar at the Beacon Centre. Enjoy a variety of songs, tunes and Christmas carols. You even get the opportunity to have a go at playing the bells yourself. This is a free concert and all the musicians are volunteers. 
There will be a collection for the group during the afternoon. Book your space now, friends and family welcome. Call 01902 880 Don't forget we still have accommodation at Beacon Court. It is located in Sedgley and just a short distance from Wolverhampton. We have parks and shops and local transports right on our doorstep. Each home has a front door, individual access card, two bedrooms, a store, a wet shower room, a lounge, a kitchen with appliances, gas central heating and UVBC windows. We also provide a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week care team that deal with emergencies 365 days a year. There's also a pull cord in every apartment if you need to arrange have an emergency. You also get a 30-minute-a-week wellbeing time slot to go through anything you need, such as post or bills. Don't forget, if there's anything you need, please contact Beacon. We also have a website, www.beaconvision.org. We are on Facebook, at Beacon Centre, and on Twitter, at Beacon Centre. The number is 01902-880-111. Thank you. What's on this month? Heritage Walk in the Black Country Living Museum. We've been invited on our very own Heritage Walk around parts of the Black Country Museum with our own guide on Friday the 25th of November. You will still be able to take it at your own pace. Volunteer guides are available. We will be finishing at their brand new cafe. Parking is available at Rolf Street Car Park. We are meeting outside the new visitor centre. Trip costs £19.99. This is an unchained pass. You get access to the museum for 12 months free of charge. Minibus cost £5. Depart at 10.15am, beacon to the Black Country Living Museum and back at 1.30pm, weather permitting. Ten Pin Bowling, Castlegate, Dudley. Book for bowling on Friday the 18th of November at 11am. All abilities welcome, friendly and fun atmosphere. Trips cost £6.45 for two games, pay at the bowling alley. Minibus cost £5. Depart at 10.30am, Beacon to Castlegate and back at 2pm. Spinning. Brand new to Beacon, we are now offering spin classes. With tandem being seasonal, we thought we would offer a spin session. Why sit on your own bike by yourself when you can join other people and even get to choose the music yourself? Led by a qualified instructor who will show you how to use the bike, gears, different positions and motivate you to spin, sweat and sing. And yes, Mary is your crazy instructor. Minimum numbers required. Taking place at Central Baths, Wolverhampton, 11am till 12 on Tuesday the 8th of November and Monday the 21st of November. Trip cost £5, invoiced by Beacon. Minibus cost £5, 
depart at 10.30am, beacon to central and back at 12.30pm. All activities must be booked in advance. Simply call 01902 880 So that's it for another edition of the Black Country Talking News. A reminder to our CD listeners who have received CDs in padded envelopes that you don't need to send anything back to us. If you have a sight loss tip or someone you would like to wish a happy birthday to, just say hello to. Maybe even a poem or talking book you would like reviewed, then please get in touch with us at the Beacon Centre. Call 01902 880 Email bctn at beaconvision.org or write to us at the Black Country Talking News, Beacon, Wolverhampton Road East, Wolverhampton, WV4 6AZ. We look forward to hearing from you. Thank you for listening and thank you to all our supporters, donators and volunteers who without their support will be unable to run this free service. Please note the information and views expressed in this recording does not necessarily represent the views of Beacon or Talking News and were accurate at the time of recording. Mentions of goods and services does not imply endorsement and whilst every care is taken to supply accurate information, Beacon and Talking News do not undertake liability for any errors. So it's goodbye from all of us. Stay safe, have a good week and we look forward to bringing you next week's edition of the Black Country Talking News. ta